Here we go. Alright. Welcome everyone to this one time at OU. And everyone we talk to about Athens and OU always mentions one thing, and that's the burrito buggy. So Roz and I are so happy to have Jim Strickland on with us, owner of Burrito Buggy. Hello everyone. Hey Roz. If you, you know, know Athens, buggy. you know the burrito buggy probably. <laughs> And welcome, Jim. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Great. And I know in addition to the burrito buggy, you have Steak and Shake and Larry's Doghouse. And Roz and I are also excited because you're the same age as us. We went to the school around the same time. And we so don't get young. This. So yeah. young. Young at heart, at <laughs> we've least. Had, we've had a couple of folks on that are still in school. And I'm like, wow. Uh, that, that's great. So again, thanks for joining. We're excited to hear about your time in Athens. Okay, glad to uh, be here with you. Um, give you whatever insight I have. <laughs> well, are you are you born raised Athens? I am. Uh, I've tried to leave three times, and uh, Athens is kind of the Bermuda Triangle of uh, southeastern Ohio. It just keeps sucking you back in. So uh, now uh, been married for twenty six years. Um, Raised my kids in Athens, and my wife's got a good teaching job and made a lot of friends, so now I'm never going to get to leave. <laughs> so you say like it's a bad thing. I'm like, wow, you're like one of the lucky. You, you found paradise and it's stuck. It's it's not a bad thing. It's a great place now um, for the same reason that my parents liked it when I was growing up. When It's a close community, um, so you have a lot of parents looking out for your, your kids. So that's, as a young adult, what kind of makes you want to get out of Athens is because everybody knows who you are and what's going on. and that Right, I've heard that from our friends who've stayed there. <laughs> is the, the same exact reason when you're raising children, um, you, you want to stay because everybody's got, got your best interests in mind. So. Right, right. It's really a small town, you know. It is. Yeah, I grew up in Springfield, Ohio, and we had a lady across the street. We called her Hawkeye because she was always like looking around, seeing what everyone's doing. But I'm sure if someone got hurt, she probably would have called an ambulance. Yeah, that's uh, Mrs. Kravitz. Every every uh, every generation, every <laughs> every uh, community has that. That's the lady from uh, Bewitched that was always looking out the window, knew what everybody was doing. So, <laughs> uh, so you've lived in Athens your whole life, that, and you went to Ohio University. That's correct. Yeah. What years? I graduate. I went to OU starting in '88. Uh, I did have a quick stint at Mountain Union College up in Alliance, Ohio, and moved back and finished my degree here. Graduated in 1991, and, yeah. and uh, left for about three years. Uh, I had a teaching degree, but graduated in the winter semester. We were on semesters then, um, so teaching wise. You, you can't find a job at that time of year. So you've got six months to spare. And I took a job with some gentlemen that had some restaurants and I never left. So now I have my own. Nice. Awesome. What nice. restaurants? So yeah, tell us about your work issues. You've worked probably everywhere in Athens. Have you been there so long? Or at least you know everyone. Um, I, I knew of all the places in Athens, but I really did not work at too many. Um, I was, when I found a job, I stuck with it. Um, there used to be a Baskin Robbins in Athens 
And that's probably predated from you guys because I believe – Was it on Court Street? It was on Union Street. It was right across yeah. from the Union. And um, it is now uh, uh, the florist. But it was a carryout for a while. Uh, I think Hoffa's moved up there for a little while. But uh, the mayor of Athens, uh, Ed Beckett, and his wife Lee owned it. And Lee was the um, dean. Wow, now that's – quintessential small town yeah the mayor owns the ice cream shop yeah well they <laughs> she was the dean of students at the athens middle school so as soon as uh any of the teachers kids turned 14 they all got jobs at baskin robbins and oh, so I, I got my first job in the food industry at the age of 14 and pretty much caught the bug from there so i worked there for four years and and the years that I was at OU, I, I worked at uh, Albert's, which is now B-Dubs, and was there the entire time I was there. Um, wow. And then when I graduated, I went and took this job with some guys up in uh, um, Bryan, Ohio, and they moved me down to Cincinnati, Ohio with a promotion. And then uh, we opened up all the Sonic drive-ins in the area. So then I got moved back to Athens via Nelsonville to open that Sonic in 1994. And for the most part, I've been here since then. Oh, <laughs> that's great. I mean, it certainly helps you in what you, you you're learning. Uh, you know how to balance a business and, and a lot about business on someone else's dime too. Yeah, so that's great. Uh, um, you mentioned the, the um, ice cream store used to be a carryout. Was that was that Mom's carryout? Do you remember that, Roz? Wasn't there it may have been Mom's. It may have been. Yeah. That seems like there were, that was a carryout. Yeah, it was right there on the, on the alley where, where BW3 is now. There's an alley that you can walk through, um, and the carryout was in the back, and I think when the Becketts sold out, they moved the carryout all the way up to the front. But they're, they used to have to walk through Baskin-Robbins to get to the carryout um, when I was, in the first year, I think. Yeah, I'm sure families out with ice cream love that, like everyone – going to get beers and a bunch of drunks in there um <laughs> typically it was on a different time frame uh, baskin robbins closed at nine and so pretty much the uh carryout business didn't pick up till just around that time so so it's, yeah, it's it, they seem sense. to have a pretty good schedule on it so there you go and you could pick up some beer afterwards <laughs> yeah. if you beer floats beer floats <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah i i, I Roz has heard the story, but I work in the hole in the wall. They sold beer, and I could always uh, get beer on credit. And so after bars closed, I could always just get a 12-pack and go somewhere. And it's, it, it was nice, not very uh, financially wise, but it, it was good times. Well, tell us about when did you get in? How long have you had these businesses? Was the burrito buggy the first? And, and I really, uh, Jim, must say that I remember when the burrito buggy was in danger and people were freaking out and they were like, oh no. And then someone bought the burrito buggy and I just remember hearing it was someone from the time we were at OU and I was like, yeah, our class stepping up. Yeah. And so I'm so honored to be, now I know who who you are. Yeah. You're the one that saved the burrito buggy. Yeah, it really it essentially saved Athens. Saved Athens, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know that I want to take credit for that, but uh, well, you're a hero to a lot yeah. of people. There so are. There, how did that happen? <laughs> well, essentially, what happened was uh, Larry from Larry's Doghouse always seemed to get to one point of the year where he was done. He was ready to quit. He was ready to hang it up. He was fed up with whatever was going on, and he would always call me and say, "You want to buy this place?" 
and every year it you know would never go any further than a phone call and mm-hmm. finally in two th- you always said yes you don't you were yeah interested. i and i i'd, I'd listen to him and i think you know it was going to go further than it did it never led anywhere and i finally just told him like look when you're serious about this call me you have everything together you, you know what you want for it and we'll we'll talk then so he he called in in 2016 and and i i thought i had it bought to the point where i was uh, a district manager for the sonic drive-ins in the area and there were six stores that we kind of looked after um, so you were you were dying to be a business owner. i was i was ready and i i went yeah. to um the the guys and told them like hey i i think i just bought larry's and um we were serious. We had it appraised. We had lawyers involved. Um, and one day Larry just stopped calling me and I went to him. I said, okay, I guess I was wrong. And they said, that's too bad. We just sold all six Sonics. So uh, now I didn't have a job. Damn it, Larry. So, so I went to uh, work for the company that bought out the Sonic um, drive-ins in the area and I realized after about a month I was in trouble because I wasn't their guy and I was making too much money. And mm-hmm. so the guys that I had talked to about purchasing Larry's, I said, Hey, you guys want to buy, do something else. We did some research and we came up with steak and shake. And in the time that we were waiting for this all to get built, my wife came home and said, Oh my God, the burrito buggy's for sale. And she must have realized when she saw, when the look on my face changed, and she went, "Oh no, what did I do?" Uh, and uh, we had it bought in 36 hours later. So I called them, uh, made an offer, and went in, and we bought it. So for the first year, while we were building the steak and shake, I we basically took the burrito buggy and and tried to make a go of it. And I had never done a food truck, so the first year was just well. Hey, work. kudos, Jim. That's that's like you're buying your first business. Things have fallen through. Now you're partnered with a bunch of people, and that's just a that's a stressful environment. You're like, oh, let me take on this other thing I know nothing about. As far as I mean, you're a smart guy, but like, way to go, man! Like, way to grab it and say, do it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's listen, it's it's a mainstay, um, it's a staple. Um, now that I've kind of got my my feet into it and, and know what to expect, we've got three weddings from OU graduates that we're doing this year. We're catering with the burrito buggy, and it's. It is still nice. like the same burrito buggy that we had when we were at school. It's the it's the 1989 Otterbacher that was I built. I mean, did all the recipes come with it? Uh, it did. <laughs> the the, um, the lady who had been running it for the previous um, years um, had altered them a little bit, and I reached out to the um, original owner and uh, and asked him what he did. So we we had incorporated some of the original um, recipes in there, but of course. You know, it's 15 years removed, so right. you know, beef is not manufactured the same way that it was 15 years ago. You get a different fat count, and uh, the spices are, are not quite the same. So it's as close as we, we think we can get it to. Um, but uh, You probably can't buy that 1986 60-40 fat hamburger, right? I don't think they make that anymore, <laughs> no. no. Uh, no. You, even though – I don't know. I would think the ingredients were – 
I don't know. I, I guess they were always good, and uh, it always it, tasted damn good at two a.m. Yeah. That that is that that is the main thing that we hear from the Zeb boy. That is a good burrito <laughs> at two a.m. So. Yeah, that's good. Any, any, is everyone taking on the recipes? I guess it's what they, they don't know about it because they haven't had the changes. So I guess changing the recipe probably didn't really affect much. Um, we, we still have people. It's, it's like everything else. Um, there's, there's people that are upset that it's not what it was. Um, there's people that think it's better than it was. There's people think that nothing's changed. Um, it, it just depends on which way. The wind's blowing on that day. Um, the 2 a.m. people just don't care. They're just hungry. Yeah, and of course you're, you're also dealing with you – know, anytime you're dealing with humans, you're, you're, there's always a, a human element. If somebody's having an off day and it's one person running the burrito buggy, so if they don't pay attention to what they're doing, um, you know, they, they can make things wrong. You, the, the, the goal is just take care of everybody, make them happy, and sometimes that takes a second effort, um, but it's, it's always in the recovery um, usually people will give you a chance to, to make good on something if it was wrong. And that's, that's what we, we strive to do. But we, uh, so far we've had a lot more good things happen than, than we've had bad things happen. So we're pleased with it. You always want to stay on that, that side of the curve. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you have any good, uh, burrito buggy stories of, uh, customers that, that. Well, drove you crazy, or any good or like I can imagine a customer would offer something for a burrito. Like I don't have any money. Uh, here's a beer. Here's some pot. Uh, We've I, like we get all of those things do happen. I've I've had to have the conversation. That's that's in the speech. The welcome speech uh, is that we we do not accept drugs for burritos or burritos for drugs. And you will get offered um, yeah. that. Um, so it's I'm I'm pretty laid back with it. I mean the whole burrito buggy thing is is laid back in its nature but the the best story that i always tell is um there's a campground and it's out in meg's county and i i won't mention the the campground name people will know what it is when we when i start to tell the story and um because it's in meg's county they are famous for a certain herb that's grown that uh, people like to smoke Um, and it's a campground. So they, they go into the campground and it it is, it is on lockdown. So in order to get into the campground, they actually put down the big arm, like you're going into a federal place, let you pull in. And then they put the other arm down behind you, take a picture of your ID, take a picture of your license plate, take your name down, let you go in. You have to tell them how long you're staying. Um, and as we're pulling in the first year, as soon as you turn the corner to go into the campground, you can just smell it. It's just like, oh, somebody is already having a really good time. All right. Now, just to clarify, you're in the burrito I'm buggy. I'm in the burrito buggy. Well, I'm actually okay. in the truck hauling the burrito buggy into yes, the Yes, the burrito buggy doesn't actually drive itself, nope. even though it is a buggy. Nope. Nope. That is true. <laughs> okay. So, so we, we get down there and we park it and they tell us where to park it. And it's uh, kind of a festival atmosphere. There's people that are set up to, to sell things. There's people that are uh, buying supplies at the, the local. People set up to eat burritos. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. No, well, I was saying, Hey, are you guys going to be oh, open yeah. tonight? <laughs> yeah. We're going to be open tonight. Yeah. When you smelled that, you should have been like, Cha-ching. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing is that they, they had a pavilion. I bring enough burritos. They had a pavilion where they serve people all day, but the pavilion didn't go all night. And the party 
that this place has, they had a bonfire, live bands, everything's going on. It basically is 24-7. So after 9 p.m., the only food in this campground is the burrito bunny. So yeah, so I was like, wow, they're all high. We got burritos. We're the only place. Awesome. So uh, we're hooking it up, and I climb up on top of the burrito buggy to make sure that the generator's working so that, you know, because we're not going to pull it out. It's going to stay there for a week. And I hear a a young man yell at me, and he goes, hey, uh, you guys going to have that burrito supreme, you know, like you did last year? And I lean over to tell him, yeah, you know, that's the best seller. And he's got on a backpack and a pair of sandals, and that's it. (laughs) <laughs> and I went, oh my. And so then, you know, now I'm looking around and I realized that practically no one has any clothes on but me. Ah. And so I was like trying to envision this, like how are people going to carry their wallets up to pay for the burritos if they don't have any place to put their wallets? So, uh. <laughs> So it was a little nudist. Uh, it was it was a it was a little nudist clothing pot smoking festival. <laughs> festival burrito eating festival, uh, and they they have called back every year and I, they don't even have to get it out. Or are you going? to – Yes, we will be there. And I are you sure they're not calling back? You're like, hey, do you promise to at least take off your shirt this no, year? No, I just meet us halfway. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I got to hear more about how this weekend. I I have uh, I I have not usually you have problems uh, staffing, and that that one people are like, hey, when's when's that going on? We're we're all in for that one. So uh, so I don't have any problems staffing for that event. So. Uh, and where do they put their money to pay? For I didn't ask any questions. I just made sure I got it at the end of the night. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. And I'm keeping away, keeping this away from my own face. Yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, I hope you wore gloves. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not even sure this year if it's going to go on, but I, I hear that right. uh, the COVID is afraid of, uh, Meg's marijuana. So we'll, we'll hope that that's true. <laughs> yes, it's not going to be a good summer. Yeah, for I think if you're naked, you can't get COVID too. <laughs> you know, I I suppose that there is a study that could be had on that. I'm just saying it now for fact. <laughs> I think in our world today, we just make stuff up. Yeah, um, there's some oh truth God, to that. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, so, what? How did you get back to Larry's doghouse then? Uh, well, uh, so we opened up Steak and Shake uh, January 2019. And um, really big opening. I mean, 72 cars deep in the drive-thru. Just just blowing it out of the water. Everything's going great. And in March, Larry calls me again, his normal time, and says, hey, you want to buy this place. But are you mad at Larry by now? Can I, I, Larry, I, you kind of screwed me. I, I spent a lot of effort, and so I really just don't have a lot of faith or trust in you at the moment. Well, I, I did not say that, but I did tell him his timing was impeccable. <laughs> Um, and so essentially I said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm knee deep in it over here. I, you know, I, I can't really do this right now. You know, give me a call in six months. And so I don't know if it was the fact that I no longer was trying, um, or he really was to that point that he was, he was done. Um, he had, the, the one thing you need to know about Larry is that, he never left that store. He he opened it up every single day. 
he went home for a lunch break between 1.30 to 5 o'clock, and then he came back and he closed the store every day. He went home for lunch because he hated hot dogs. Uh, he did not hate hot dogs. <laughs> no, I, I will attest that. He did not. He knew, and he, he was a smart businessman, but I, I think that in the the later years, you know, he's, he's 72, and I think it got to the point where it was hard for him to work that many hours. And I, yeah, and, good for him, and, Yeah, and I, th- I think his doctor just finally said, hey, you – you, you need to stop or something's going to stop you. So Yeah. Did he end up giving a better deal than he probably gave you a better deal than he would have originally, huh? Uh, it, was, it was about the same. Uh, it, it wasn't much different. Uh, we, we negotiated some things and worked out uh, some financials that were beneficial to both of us, you know, for us to make a payment and for him to uh, – he wanted to be the bank so that he didn't have to pay the government all the money. Um, so we worked out a, a nice deal. Um, however, the, the part about that is that he, he really didn't want anybody to know. So we, we tried not to say anything and he did his part because on the day that we took over, which was October 13th of last year, um, it was a Sunday and I walked in the back door and everybody kind of looked at me like, you know, who's this guy? And Larry goes, Strick, come over here. And that's, that's the nickname. They always call me Strick with the last name. And he said, everybody, this is Strick. Strick, this is everybody. He's your new boss. He just bought this place. That was when they found out. Wow. <laughs> and I went, oh, wow. So it was a little. And then he walked out? No, right? no. He, he stayed with me for, for a month. He, he came in every oh, day and, okay. and worked with me for a month and uh, went over all the recipes and, the, um, and how he did, you know, the toppings for the ice creams and you know how you set up the ice cream machines and if they weren't working you know this is what you do this is what you look for and and all the contacts and and he he worked the normal shift that he did he came in and he worked through lunch went home took a break came back and closed every night and i the first two weeks i spent with him and and let my managers run the steak and shake and of course the burrito yeah, i was wondering about that because that's a pretty big having nice. the steak and shake and all the hours there yeah well thankfully i when the steak and shake when we opened up i i pulled some people from my you know i was with the sonic drive-ins for 25 years so i had you know six general managers that that had worked for me and been promoted by me and trained by me so I, I grabbed a couple of them and they came with me. So they, they knew what I expected. And um, so it was pretty easy. I didn't have to, I didn't have to stay on them. It was just here, here's what I need you to do. I'm going to be over here for two weeks. And, well, and I will on. say I called looking for you uh, on the phone and I, I spoke to someone uh, young sounding and then uh, he uh, super, super, thoughtful friendly and uh then i talked to the manager and that's when you walked in and i told the manager before you walked in i'm like hey that that kid is awesome like he just he just made you feel good so that way to get good you probably only get local high school kids huh uh we we do get um a lot of local high school kids um but we also get some of the ou kids um we haven't had the tenure with uh, steak and shake uh, we we try and find the same type of person an outgoing friendly you know the bubbly person but with Larry's, there there have been people. Um, Kelly Perry, who runs the drive-through, she's been there for thirty years. Um, yeah. Dil- Dylan, who you talked to, the general manager, has been there for sixteen. So there there are when people work at Larry's, they 
if they stick it out past that first six months period, they work years, not months. Um, Just like Larry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? Uh, Tony said the same. We had Tony uh, – Tony's Tamara, yeah. same thing. He has a lot of long-term, and I think a lot of people do, and that says a lot. Now, where um, is Larry's Doghouse? It's on uh, Union Street. Uh, down. If you're coming from uptown Athens, like if you were to go past um, the Union and what we remember is the Nickelodeon, you know, now it's nothing, right. um, and then go down past, uh, it was the Cat's Eye. Um, the Cat's Den. Cat's Den, that's right. Cat's Eye was the other way. Cat's Den. And then past the fairgrounds, it's about a half mile past the fairgrounds on you. So it's more of I mean, I'd been there because I, I told you I delivered subs for five years, right. and I uh, I liked going there because they had slaw dogs. Yep. And like I grew up having slaw on the hot dogs, and that wasn't a big thing. And uh, I, I I loved going there, but it was I guess out there it is probably more of a local local vibe, huh? We we do get a lot of the locals uh, coming in, um, and, and a lot of, I would say 50% of the clientele is um, older than, than we are. They're our age and older. They've been eating there for years. Um, um, we are starting to see a, a younger group of people, of course, with what's going on in the world. Um, you know, all the dine-in options have been taken away from everybody. So Athens has got, I think, 10 drive through restaurants. So they're all busy right now because you yeah. know, law of attrition, everything's been taken away from them. And they people just don't know how to cook for themselves anymore. And so right, the, well that kind I, of I works out for you. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have an advantage. To beginning of our conversation, I wanted a burrito so badly, and now I kind of want a hot dog with salt on it. So <laughs> well, <laughs> we, now here's hungry. the great thing: um, the burrito buggy. Because I own Larry's, so we figured out how to do Larry's hot dogs in the burrito buggy. Yeah, good thinking. That's nice. Yeah, That's I'm nice. Not, I live in Richmond, Virginia, but I'm going definitely to both of those places. Uh, Roz and I have a, re, uh, a reunion the first weekend of August, so we'll be there. Okay, yeah. Uh, please, uh, you've got my number. Um, I'll make sure I meet up with you guys. We'll make sure you get a good burrito. Yes, yes. How many hot dogs does Larry's Dogs have? How many different kinds? Uh, well, I mean, you've, it's, it's infinite. You can do a whole bunch of different things. The, the staple, oh, like how many, how many listed, like, uh, do you have a menu on, it's on the, it's on the wall, right? right. It's on like, you walk in, it's up above. You. Yeah. They, they essentially call, you know, a hot dog made the way you want. Then they go a coney, which is sauce, mustard, and onion, a slaw dog, which is that plus slaw. And then the chili oh. coney, which is chili cheese, mustard, onion. But, you know, we've, we've added some, some things to the menu. So we have pulled pork now. We have bacon. We have jalapenos. So uh, uh, a young gentleman that used to work for him, uh, is they call him Fish. His name was Aaron Trout. So hence the Fish nickname. He wanted to do a garbage hot dog, which was basically all those items I just talked about on one hot dog. He said the goal was to get a day's worth of calories into a six-inch hot dog. <laughs> You have to know. I've had those at places yeah. in my life. You have to know. You have to know how to pack that on because they just can't be way too messy. And it's just like no one's gonna. Yeah, get we it. we have it. If he he made one, he came in. He wanted to try it, so he put all the stuff on there to to see if it was what he thought it would be. But we we haven't had anybody uh, purchase one yet. But uh, so you know, you've got ten different toppings, and you know, ten times ten. So you, you're looking at you know somewhere around a hundred different combinations of hot dogs, some way or another. So challenge accepted. <laughs> now you also have to remember on weenie Wednesday, which is every Wednesday 
you can get a six inch hot dog at Larry's for 99 cents. So believe it or not, Larry's Doghouse on Wednesdays will sell between three and four thousand hot dogs. Whoa! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. Weenie Wednesday. Weenie man. Wednesday. Everybody knows wow. about it in Athens. And if it's the first of the month, they really know about it. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Right. So this past Wednesday, or no, this next Wednesday. This no, yeah, Wednesday. yeah. Just just yesterday. Yeah, we were until the storm came. We had a really bad storm that came through about eight o'clock, and that that put the brakes on pretty quick. But yeah, we were having a really good day till then. <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that is super. Now. Married with children, you said, yep. and I guess they go to school in Athens just like you did. Now, do you live the same place you grew up in? Um, no, I do not. I, I'm not far from where I grew up. I grew up on a Radford Road, which is uh, out towards the Ohio, um, the Athens Country Club, excuse me. Um, and I live about two miles from there. Um, I'm right on the uh, Alexander and Athens City School border. So my kids all went to Athens, but they could have gone to Alexander real easily. Um, we are, but uh, everybody knew it as Bob's Pick Pack when we were in school, which was the way over to Cincinnati. So I'm out that way. Uh, but both uh, my uh, my parents were Bobcats. Uh, my dad played football in the 50s. Um, Mom graduated uh, five years after him. Uh, I think it was 61. And then uh, my wife is a Bobcat. Both my kids were Bobcats. Um, nice. Daughter lives in Louisville now. Son is still in Athens, uh, Madison and Avery. Um, so I met my wife when I, after I graduated from OU and went up and worked for the uh, the company up in uh, Bryan, Ohio, is where I met my wife. And she followed me down here and got her. She, we had the kids first and then she went back to school and now she's a kindergarten teacher. Oh, so, great, great. Yeah, that is good. So, good stuff. Now, when you went to school, did you stay in the dorms or did you stay at home? I, I, the first two years I was at home because it, it was financially just made, made sense. But then it got to a point where it was just too hard to get home after being in the bars. So I had to have an apartment. So, <laughs> so I lived on Franklin yeah, Good Street. move there. Plus, yeah, Athens is probably funner with your own place. It is. Uh, do you got any uh, crazy stories to share from all these years in Athens or any favorite memories? Uh, well, there's a lot of favorite things that go on. I mean, it's things have changed so much now from when they used to be. Obviously, the block party was always a, a really big fest, um, and it's kind of been tamed a little bit, I'll say. But uh, you, you always had the stories of somebody doing something that they weren't supposed to and getting caught for it. Uh, the longest living one was I had a one of my uh, uh, best friends from college. Um, actually, he was dating a girl, and he forgot to put her car in park, and the car ended up on top of Baldino's <laughs> Pizza. I know exactly the hill right by the gas station yep. that came roaring down there. Yep. Yeah. So, um, wait, it ended, the car ended up on top of a pizza yep. place? Yep. So, the the way Athens works is when you come up. <laughs> well, uh, Roger knows Athens real well. So, Roger, you know where you, where you uh, went in, where you left your car when you got beer? 
Yes, the BP, the old BP. Yes. Yeah, so you take a left there and go down the hill, and and there's a little business at the bottom. There used to be a bicycle store there when we were there. Oh, and yeah, yeah. It, a pizza place. The guy used to own the hole in the wall started a pizza place there. So it was kind of below the hill, so the car it didn't like jump on top of a building. It kind of rolled down the hill and rolled on top of it. Is that, yeah. did I describe that correctly? Yeah, Jeff? that's, that's correct. Yeah. And they, they took all kinds of, uh, I think what did three tow trucks to kind of, they had to <laughs> figure out the angles to get it up and get it over and, and do all that. Well, um, six years later after we I graduated, got hurt. <laughs> yeah, six, six years later, um, after we graduated, um, my buddy was living in Dallas and I was at a convention in Oklahoma city where he drove up to find me and we start talking about that night and what happened. And the guy that I was at the convention with JB or Jim Balding, who, who um, Tim worked for is sitting at the bar with us. And, and then he's like, Oh yeah, he's doing that. And I go, well, Holy, you don't remember this. You don't know this, but, He's the one that owned the pizza place. It was your car. <laughs> so six years later, he figured out whose car it was. And uh, um, the two of us were laughing very hard, and one of us was not very happy. <laughs> so uh, that that's that's probably the longest standing. But, uh, you know, there's always, you know, some crazy event that, that happens at Athens. Oh, that's, that's super – what about the students? We've asked this question to people who've been there a long time. I mean, when you were a student, have you seen a lot of change in student? Is the student that we went, you know, that was maybe there our age or even earlier, the same student as today, better or worse? I, I don't know that they're any better or already worse. I suppose that's always in the eyes of the beholder. Uh, what, what I've noticed is, is, you know, when we used to go uptown, you know, you threw on your best pair of jeans and a, and a t-shirt and a you know baseball cap or whatever. You, you you certainly didn't get dressed up. Now it seems like it is a fashion show. They all have high heels on, and you know um, they they should have that. Should be like your orientation is that high heels and brick streets when you're drunk don't always go together real well. Um, but you know, there's there's always. You know, I've noticed the same thing when I've gone there. Uh, my stepdaughter went there. She's probably been graduated over 10 years, but that's kind of when it started. I was like, oh, my God, I walk into a bar. It's a sea of tank tops, you know, for the girls. And I'm like, when I used to walk in, it was a sea of T-shirts, yeah. you know. It's like, yeah, I remember thinking, thank God I didn't have to get all gussied up like these girls. <laughs> Yeah, but it's so yeah, I noticed. That. You know the the bars, the number of bars really hasn't changed. Some of them have changed some names. Uh, some things have moved around. Um, I always hung out at the uh, the CI or um, the Crystal or the Dugout, which doesn't exist anymore. The Dugout was always you know there was a live yeah. band playing. See that I love the Dugout. Yeah. It's it's start to finish. I was a Dugout. Um, I guess I don't know when did it go out of business. Maybe it was still going when I. I, I'm not sure. I know I came the, the when I came back after me moving the first time. It was still there, and then I, I went to open a Sonic. It came back three years later, and it was gone. So it is it is okay. a business now, but it is not a bar. Yeah, it was McSweeney's before that, and that's well. One place that I liked was the place across from Hole in the Wall. And was it Roz? We have a friend uh, named Fish who was on on the show previously, 
And was Angelo's that had the cheese sticks with yeah. the cheese inside of them? Yeah, I, I, for a summer I worked at Angelo's. Yeah, it was Dexter's and Angelo's, and now it yeah. now it's the pigskin. And my friend actually owns that, and I, I was giggling because the the downstairs is the same dive that it was back in 1988. So, uh, uh, but yeah, they basically it was pizza bread, and they would roll either pepper jack or cheddar cheese, and you deep fry those for a minute and 30 seconds, and throw some garlic salt on them, and and they would line out the door for two blocks to get those at 3M. Yeah, I love it. Well, our, our friend Fish was on. She worked at that uh, bar behind there for a little while. Uh, Studio 54? It wasn't – Yes, Studio 54. Yeah, that it wasn't, well, no. it wasn't called 54. It was called like 38 or something. Didn't you say that? Didn't we have that talk about – Well, yeah. originally it was uh, – when it was Angelo's, it was Studio 54, and it was based after that, that whole disco thing. New York, yeah. Um, right. That and was it, was, it, it was supposed to be kind of an older – person's bar but it yeah. uh it, it never really ended up being that way but uh yeah we we're laughing about how she had to wear like a tuxedo shirt yeah <laughs> it'd probably be more popular now actually <laughs> but it's so funny to me when i go there how you know it, it's really pretty dead until like 10 o'clock then it just blows up. yes yeah that's true <laughs> so but if, if you go into the pigskin now you can see because they kept all the, the the original brick walls, so you can see the steps and wherever, like the office and where everything is etched into the wall where it used to be, and you can see where all the pillars used to be. Like they had all the video games out front, um, right. so you can still see where all those are. So right, awesome. Well, what's one of your favorite places in Athens? I mean, uh, you know, yeah, I'm sure you have a lot of favorite places, right? But well, what's what's your favorite? My, my favorite, if, if we're going to go eat, we go eat at Casa. Um, and it, when I was a young kid in grade school, it was Casa Que Pasa. And then it ca- became Casa Nueva somewhere around the time I started college. And it's still... 85. Yeah. It's still, I mean, great food, great people. Um, they, they do a great job. We've, we've yet to have anything go wrong and it's you know usually it's once a week wow um and then you know jackie o's art i don't know if you guys have ever had art o strike on but uh he's uh, he's done the jackie o's beer and he he has quite a bit of things going on but he does a really good job with his brew house what uh we would have probably known it as skippers are you there when it was skippers yeah well i love uh i love the brew house yes i love to go there now and get one of those um you know, the states of Ohio and you get the taste. Yeah. Yeah. The flights. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Flights. Yeah. So when I only down. drink Budweiser and that's becoming a problem when I travel, you know, that, that is true. It's hard to find beer flavored beer anymore. I think that's what Dennis Leary would have said. He used to say he wanted coffee flavored coffee. So yeah, beer flavored beer is a hard thing to find anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Jackie O's has got good food too. So that's another favorite place. So huh? yeah, that's, so when we're, when I'm not at one of my restaurants, if, if, if we're not eating at the, the pigskin or the Casa, um, Casa Nuevo or Jackie O's, that's, that's pretty much what we do. But, uh, um, that's the rest of my time is spent. Uh, if, if the Bobcats are in town, we're, we're there, we're, we're invested. But, uh, other than that, it's, it's come home and try and relax. Well, that's yeah. awesome. It's great that you are like uh, the supporter of the Bobcats, even even more fantastic. You sound to have like you just have a great story. Like uh, a lot of good things happen your way, and uh, just surprising your stories and three thousand hot dogs a day. That was my takeaway on a Wednesday. Holy cow! Yep. That's amazing. <laughs> but what would you say if you had to say one thing you like most about 
just rather mentioned, you know, favorite place, but just is it the feel in Athens? Is it a, a, a spring walking with your kids? What's your favorite thing about Athens as a whole? Well, Athens itself is is essentially a, just a large family. If if you really sit down and you think about it, uh. there's a little bit of everybody. You you've got you've got those people on the left that are you know the nature lovers. They you know they they're liberal. They want you know freedom all the way. To, you know, to, to do whatever they want. And then you have some diehard right, you know, you know, everything is, you know, I want my gun, I want this. And they still all get together and they still all coexist with each other in this small community. It's very unique that, um. you know, a lot of parts of the country right now are so fierce about, you know, I can't believe you think this. I can't believe you act that way where Athens has all the same elements, but they all intertwine and intermingle. You, you have things that happen every once in a while, but they really get behind their town. They really get behind their, their community, kids, sports, activities, whether it's, you know, uh, Sandlot baseball or it's uh, Athens high school football or Alexander high school football um, or, you know, the, the Trimble wrestling team. They're all invested in that area, um, and they take they take care of each other. If somebody needs something, they they do it. And it, no better example than Joe Burrow taking thirty seconds to mention where he came from and, and the poverty problems that they had. There's not a lot of lot of places in the world that would have raised that kid to have that on his mind at that time. Right. Yeah, like he's a class act. I, I so much want to have him on, and like that raised over six hundred thousand dollars. It for, is for, well, uh, and like it's food bank. He, great. he's the parents are. You don't have to go very far. His parents yeah, are good. just super nice, genuine people, and and Joe has inherited all those traits from them. They they've done a wonderful job with a wonderful kid, and and he's you know he's got a good future ahead of him. So he speaks. That's he so speaks. To hear speaks too, highly yeah. for our community and and you know the teachers and the, the people that helped raise him. But that's he. He's the first one I'll tell you. He had a lot of people that had a lot of hands in his life, and, and he appreciates it. And then and a lot of other kids have gotten that same treatment. They're just not as talented as Joe, but um, right. you know that's I. I had teachers and and um, politicians that that had my back when I needed it, and and that's it's helped me get where I am. Then. That's awesome. Well, thank you for your dedication to Athens and keeping. I know we want. I want. I want a, I want a uh, Jim a Strickland monument there. He saved <laughs> Athens by getting a burrito buggy, and it's like, oh, you, you might get some resistance on that. So uh, we'll, we'll put that one on the back burner. But uh, I, I'm I'm real happy that uh, I could be a part of the community and that they've accepted. You know, let me come in and and, and support us. So I appreciate you guys Great. taking the time to let me in on this. Well, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. It was great talking to you. Yeah, thanks well, so much. Roz, always great to see you. And Jen, thanks again. We'll talk soon. Hey, no problem. When you guys get back to Athens, please come find me in one of the three places. And uh, I'd love to talk to you face-to-face. It'll be yes. my first stop. Excellent. Definitely. All right, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>